Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime, and I know I've been away for a while, but we've got lots of stories to get caught up on, lots of um, different analysis, things that we want to get out there, and also to give you guys my thoughts. Uh, we had a wonderful Royal Rumble weekend, as most of you know, a lot of my predictions came true thanks to the Keeping It 100 Wrestling Informer, um, Fightful Select for getting out there and, and finding out different information and why things changed the way they did. And I even have to thank Brad Shepard. Yeah, I know, most of you in the internet wrestling community don't like him, um, and don't believe that he has any sources or anything to that nature, and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is just looking at the landscape of professional wrestling, specifically the WWE, and basing it on what he's seen in the past, or, you know, what he's heard others say. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I do make time, or I try to make time, sometime in the three or four days after it's out to listen to Brad Shepard's Unleashed, just to see what you guys are going to be griping about. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due, on this particular episode. As always, I want to send props out to Game Changer Wrestling. And if you guys listened or saw the title of this podcast episode, then you know what I'm talking about. Game Changer Wrestling changed how they are doing contracts for one man in one instance, and I think that as the wrestling community, I think we need to talk about this kind of thing more. Um, I have to give a shout out to Brett Lauderdale and how proud I am of him for thinking of this and actually doing this. Game Changer Wrestling GCW has now signed Nick Gage to an exclusive multi-year contract. Now, everybody heard rumors of this when the world um, was going on at Hammerstein Ballroom. January 23rd, I believe. And it wasn't announced. Um, I honestly, and that's bad on my part, forgot about it. I didn't think to ask, didn't think to explore it, didn't think to, you know, talk to anybody, to text anybody, to tweet anybody or anything like that about it because it just wasn't announced. And I thought, well, you know, maybe that was a rumor. You hear rumors all the time that promotions or companies are going to do this, that, and the other. And 
you really need to hear it from a couple different sources before you run with it. And so for them not to have announced it when they were at Hammerstein, I just thought, well, that was somebody trying to stir something up. Uh, really proud that Fightful and specifically Sean Ross Sapp followed through with this and started talking to Brett Lauderdale and found out that they had did this for Nick Gage. Now, there are no amounts that were in his statement, no length of the contract or anything like that. But I can't tell you how happy I am for Nick Gage because in the wrestling business, you hear how so many promotions take advantage of wrestlers and use them or try to get them to come back from injuries too soon, uh, try to, to make them risk their lives in, in snowstorms or in bad weather. And then at the first inkling that a wrestler may not be able to help them any longer, they kind of toss them aside. And Nick Gage and Brett Lauderdale, they haven't did this to one another. For those of you um, who are not familiar with Nick Gage, of course, he, um, I don't know, kind of came to, to fame, if you want to call that, in the bigger uh, wrestling community to casual fans before 2021 if one of their favorite wrestlers mentioned Nick Gage on a podcast or in an interview they heard him do or in they've read it in an article interview either on a website or in an actual magazine. Now a lot of hardcore fans already knew who he was because of the hardcore wars that Nick Gage has been a part of. But in 2021, that all changed when Dark Side of the Ring did a whole entire episode on Nick Gage. They talked about the hardcore wars that he had been in and how he even once died in a match. He was actually pronounced dead. Ambulance, you know, was there taking him to the hospital, and they got him back. They revived him. And then, of course, was the famous incident where he robbed a bank not wearing a mask and uh, ended up having to go to jail. You saw in that story how he and Brett Lauderdale were already friends, were already tight. Uh, Nick Gage had put Game Changer Wrestling kind of on the map with his battles. And when he got out, Brett Lauderdale was one of the first people to reach out to him, to offer him a place to stay, to offer him a job. And they've never turn their back on each other. And since he's been out of jail, he has been almost exclusively on Game Changer Wrestling events, 
but in, I guess, the summer of 2021, he actually was on AEW's Dynamite. He was one of MJF's trials that he put Chris Jericho through in order to get a match with MJF, and we got to see Chris Jericho versus MJF in a hardcore, not necessarily a death match. I guess you could call it that since they did use light tubes, uh, barbed wire, and we saw Nick Gage get out his pizza cutter. So, you know, um, it it's just amazing that Game Changer Wrestling is now going to take care of Nick Gage, and they haven't left each other hanging, they haven't walked away when times have gotten rough on each other, and now it's finally paying off for not only Nick Gage, Brett Lauderdale, but Game Changer Wrestling itself. It's actually paying the wrestlers and paying them big money, or bigger money, I should say. Not, you know, excellent money, but still uh, big money. So Fightful actually spoke to Brett Lauderdale, and they were told that, yes, he had signed the 20-plus-year veteran wrestler to an exclusive multi-year contract that was going to allow him to reduce the number of matches he was wrestling. His injuries are unreal when Nick Gage sits down, talks to you about them, tells you what they have been, what he goes through, the things that he has to go through after a match in order to get to stop bleeding. And this contract also keeps him a huge part of GCW's brand that he's helped Brett Lauderdale actually build through his hardcore death style or deathmatch style. You know, the pizza cutter and the MDK murder death kill chants that ring out at GCW events are absolutely wild. And I cannot encourage enough of you to go be a part of GCW, be a part of what they are building there, you will not regret it. Even if you don't like hardcore or death matches, go. They have more than those. Yes, they tell you beforehand. A lot of times, yes, it's the main event. However, the matches before, um, a lot of them are scrambles where you'll see the new up-and-coming young stars that in two years from now, you're going to see all over the place. In four years from now, you may be seen in the WWE, uh, in AEW. AEW, I am still waiting for you guys to reach out to Jordan Oliver, to Dante Leon, to Ninja Mike, and possibly 
you might want to reach out to Nick Wayne. I mean, guys, uh, but Brett Lauderdale, to get back on the topic, told Fightful that he'd always been against the idea of contracts in GCW, but there are exceptions to every rule. He said this historic contract will allow him to continue his in-ring career at a pace that is more beneficial to his health while beginning to focus on opportunities that take him towards the next phase of his career. And that's kind of what I want to see is what Nick Gage is going to do in the next phase of his career. I would rather not see him wrestling death matches every single weekend, three times a weekend when he's 60 years old. Brett Lauderdale continued to fight Phil, saying uh, GCW would not have achieved the level of the success it has had without Nick engage and we are proud to be able to say that GCW will remain Nick's home for the rest of his career. And so I think that is absolutely amazing. And like I said, I do like death matches and you guys have heard me review them and talk about the stars of GCW. So I... I can't wait to see them coming up. Uh, right now, Nick Gage with Matt Tremont are the GCW Tag Team Champions. They won the titles at the World on GCW in the Hammerstein ball, Ballroom by showing up and surprising all the fans, including me, because I thought, FTR was going to show up, but uh, they surprised all the fans by showing up for the Briscoes open uh, challenge as the main event. They were the tag team that challenged the Briscoes, ended up beating them as GCW's pay-per-view went off the air. Afterwards, it was pandemonium with people chanting, Nick Gage, and MDK, and GC Dub, and it was just wild. GCW will next be in Atlantic City on February 19th for the Believe Me pay-per-view on Fight TV, and then February 20th, um, they will also be on Fight TV for the Don't Tell Me What To Do pay-per-view. These should be bangers of pay-per-views because GCW has just been on a roll since, I don't know, what, October, November, putting on great show after great show. I have to actually say probably since WrestleMania week of 2021, that April weekend, when John Moxley showed up out of nowhere challenging Nick Gage, actually GCW has probably been on a roll since then. We saw when John Moxley took off for the birth of his child in May, June, um, we saw Matt Cardona show up in GCW and he start a feud with Nick Gage that has just 
propelled the Cardonas in GCW. We have recently saw John Moxley show back up, win the GCW Championship belt again, and then he attended rehab. He looks totally different, better than ever, leaner, meaner, if he can be, and he defended his GCW World Heavyweight Championship belt against Homicide in the world on GCW. Guys, I'm telling you, I, I can't praise GCW for doing this for Nick Cage enough. Let me know what you guys think. Or, as always, guys, if you have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, write me at prowrestlingot at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter. I am Pro Overtime. That's two O's, Pro Overtime. Now, I'll be talking to you soon, and hopefully I'll see you down the road.